our country has over 8 million gig workers and the number is expected to grow by over 3 times in the next 6 to 7 years now almost every month or so over the past year we've been seeing these workers calling strikes against their companies blinket urban company swiggy dunzo you name it last month it was urban company partners before that it was blinket workers and what have they been asking for the most basic things that you could expect from a company that you work for they want a proper employee employer relationship which means fair wages social security and better working conditions indian startups like ola uber and dunzo are among the worst performers in giving adequate working conditions to gig workers this is based on a study carried out by fairworks So what were earlier kind of disorganized isolated protests have now turned into something much bigger. We are now seeing organized pan country strikes by these gig workers. The voice of the gig worker is getting louder and louder and it is coming to a point where neither these companies nor the government can afford to ignore it for much longer. Because think about it, the entire delivery company sector is standing on their back. but there is nothing to protect them against the whims and fancies of the platforms that they work for now though even if it is slow the tide does seem to be turning at the beginning of last month the congress government in karnataka announced a free accidental and life insurance cover worth 4 lakh rupees for gig workers and then at the end of the same month july the rajasthan government came up with a new law that aims to establish a welfare board and a dedicated social security fund for platform based gig workers in the state super cheerful and celebratory headlines followed the next day gig workers first major victory in india rajasthan leads the way rajasthan passes bill extending social security to gig workers sans debate we always fulfill promises made to hard working people rahul gandhi after rajasthan passes bill for gig workers So what is this act all about? It is going to enable the Rajasthan government to establish a welfare board, register both platform-based gig workers and aggregators operating in the state through a unique ID, and also set up social security benefits including a welfare fund. It all sounds amazing, right? I mean, one could say that this kind of sets a precedent for gig workers across the country. But that is only if you take it for face value if you move beyond the headlines and actually go through what the law aims to do in detail it does not paint as rosy a picture as you think welcome to daybreak a business podcast from the ken i'm your host nigda sharma and i don't chase the news cycle instead thrice a week on mondays wednesdays and fridays i will come to you with one business story that is worth understanding and worth your time Today is Monday the 7th of August. existing labor laws do not recognize or cover gig workers in any form the only framework that kind of comes close is the social security code of 2020 where 
Chapter 9 talks about social security for unorganized gig and platform workers. The code though is yet to be implemented. But like I said, the discontent among gig workers is only getting louder and now they're not waiting for something good to happen in their favor. Even market forces are now shifting against larger companies with gig workers beginning to assert their power. The balance is tipping in favor of smaller companies where the terms and regulations are kinder to gig workers. Strikes and protests have only increased in both frequency and intensity over the last few months, which kind of explains the new law being passed in election-bound Rajasthan. While it is being hailed as a huge win for gig workers, there are many ambiguities surrounding this law. My colleague Shivani Varma spoke to legal experts and some labour leaders to find out more. Stay tuned. To begin with, let us look at how Rajasthan's new law defines gig workers. According to it, a gig worker means a person who performs work or participates in a work arrangement and earns from such activities outside of traditional employer-employee relationship and who works on contract that results in a given rate of payment based on terms and conditions laid down in such contract and includes all piece rate work. Now, this definition itself brings some questions. Gautam Modi, the General Secretary of New Trade Union Initiative or NTUI, which is a New Delhi-based federation of independent trade unions, explained it to us. He said that this categorization very conveniently ducks one of the most biggest demands of gig workers across the world, which is recognizing a one-on-one employee-employer relationship between gig workers and their aggregator platforms. In his own words, and I'm quoting, the definition excludes the employer-employee relationship, which means establishing this will be a new hurdle to overcome. Even the petition in which the Indian Federation of Application-Based Transport Workers demanded adequate social security measures said that the denial of an employer-employee relationship deprives gig workers of their statutory benefits. That's one big loophole. The next one is the section on welfare fee. This fee, according to the Act, is supposed to be collected from aggregators. But the Act does not even stipulate a specific percentage that is to be charged, which is left entirely on the state's executive. The explanation of this part of the Act says, and I'm quoting, For the purposes of this section, the value of each transaction shall not exclude any tax paid or payable. And such a fee shall be collected by the state government in such manner and within such time as may be prescribed. Modi thought that this was not clear at all. He said that actually ensuring a reasonable welfare benefit is a battle that has been left for another day. He told Shivani that a minimum defined benefit should be enshrined in the law and shouldn't be left to the arbitrariness of the executive power. The deductions and contributions under the two most powerful social security instruments, which is the Provident Fund and the ESIC, in this country are even secured by the legislation. The legislature must protect the defined benefit as a right of the gig workers. Also, this act is silent on Provident Fund and pension benefits that gig workers are currently missing out on. But even if you keep the question of how much this welfare fee should be aside, 
there is still another big question that surrounds this act. Who is going to end up paying this welfare fee? Will this cost be borne by the aggregators who are already struggling with low margins and losses? Or will it be transferred to the customer who is very cost sensitive? Mayank Arora, who is an advocate and expert in new age labor law and employment issues, told the Ken that there is no guarantee that this welfare fee will not come out of the workers' existing wages. So, in a way, they may be funding their own security and welfare. Modi, for his part, pointed out that the new law restricts itself to giving gig workers a few possible monetary benefits. But what it avoids is addressing the larger issues like structural exploitation, fair pay, working hours, health and safety, etc. Clearly, this act is not placing enough responsibility on aggregators, except maybe the welfare fee, which we are still not sure of, and expecting them to make tech changes so that they can share transaction-level data with the government. We at The Ken have been talking about the gig workers' strikes for a while now. We have newsletters, articles and podcasts on the subject. So if you're really interested, do check out some of the links that I have added to the show notes of this episode. That's all for today. I'll catch you again on Wednesday with a new story. Daybreak is produced from the newsroom of The Ken, India's first subscriber-focused business news platform. What you're listening to is just a small sample of our subscriber-only offerings. A full subscription unlocks daily long-form feature stories, newsletters, subscriber-only apps and podcast extras. Head to theken.com and click on the red subscribe button on the top of the website. I am Snigdha Sharma, your host, and today's episode was edited by my colleague Rajiv Sien.